good. It's good. I'm glad y'all ready for fast week like me. It's good. It's good. Um, before I get started, I want to share something with everybody in here. Um, on, Feb on February the 3rd, 2013, I was asked a question by my wife. How do you feel about heirs? And at the time, I was, you know, I, I was listening to her, but I was, I was in the middle of doing something. It was, um, it was around Super Bowl time, so I was trying to get myself ready for the game. So I said, repeat the question. And she said, how do you feel about heirs? And I said, I like, you know, I like it. We've been there twice, you know, it's pretty good. I was like, what, what are you thinking? And she said, I really like being there. And as they grow, I want to be a part of it. Well, I want us to be a part of it. And I said, okay, sounds good. So February the 10th, 2013, which the pastor should know, he probably doesn't know right now, but if he look back in his notes and stuff, he'll see. That's when my family became y'all's family and we all became one. So, and that's what brought me to this point right now. So I've been with my family now for six years. And I just want to start off by saying I love each and every one of y'all. From the old building to the new building and to the newest building that we are gonna get. All right. <laughs> wow. What y'all looking at? Some of y'all probably know what you're looking at. Because you've seen it before in the mirror. That ugly spirit that used to be inside of you. Right? You see how dark I am? If I step out in the light, you, will I be seen? Yeah, I'll be seen, but I'll be seen as that ugly creature that's out to destroy everything that has something positive on it, something that has a spiritual light on it anything you name that is nice I'll be out there to destroy it this is the mask that I have worn many of you have worn for years but tonight I'm going to take it off because I don't need it anymore For, for a long time, Tory Riley hid behind that mask with his family, with his friends, but most of all, with his family. You know, um, it was a lot of things that I thought I looked good for, but I really wasn't. You know, um, I would always be like, whenever we got dressed, well, the topic 
for tonight. Sorry, I didn't tell y'all. It's time to get dressed. Okay. A lot of times when I would get dressed, I would always look at my family and be like, we all need to be in singles together, so y'all need to flow like me. But obviously, I was the one that was flowing the wrong way. <laughs> you know, but but I didn't know. I, I was trying to lead them down my path. But I wasn't but I was the one that was looking wrong the whole time. You know, um I would like like come in, come in the house, like the simplest thing would just bring me to an uproar. You know, like 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 Pastor used to say, you said something one time, um, about being in the devil's army, how he could, you, you think you're safe, and then he can just get you just like that. You know, it was many times that that would happen with me. If, 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 if the devil put me in his army at them times, he would move me straight from private to general. That's how strong I was moving, you know. Um, that wasn't a good look, so I needed to find out how I was going to change it. So the first thing I did was I started talking to a lot of guys that I felt like associated themselves with God. And the first thing they told me was this. If you could read my shirt. Well, I'm gonna try to read I'm gonna try to read it looking down. It says, if your past is more difficult, wait a minute. If your path is more difficult, it's, it's because your calling is higher. Right? So that stuck out to me. It stuck out to me. And I was like, well, what type of calling do I have? <laughs> you said somebody's calling me. <laughs> what are they calling me for? Right, I mean that. That's what I was thinking about. So, I got with a friend of mine, and he challenged me, and he said, "I'm gonna give you a few things to read. I want you to to think about it, because I want to see Tory Riley." So I said, "Okay." So I started reading it. Started reading it, and um. I came across um, David and talked about the battles that he had. And man, did, I mean, <laughs> he had some battles to where, like, you know, I had to put it on pause, go get some chips, and come back and be like, man, I got to find out what's going to happen. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There ain't no way this is going to be over. It's going to end great. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but seriously, I mean, and I wrote something down, you know, each of us has some kind of battle, you know. Um, not all of us are winning the battles right now, you know. Um, those who win, they come in different varieties, you know. Um, but they all have one thing in common, like we do. We, we have that faith that we're going to overcome that, you know. Um, I still, you know, sometimes think that, I can't overcome it, you know. I get I get weak, you know. Um, 
And to, to be honest, because we all family, I've even gotten as weak as to where I had walked out of the service and just went home. Text my wife, told her I loved her, but I just couldn't do it today. You know, that's how weak I've gotten. You know, um, I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, um, but look at me, I'm still here. I came back, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> you know because I mean I came back because you know I wanted to know what that joy would be like you know when when I get the will when I learn the will of God you know I wanted to know what that was I just didn't want to turn my back on it because for a long time you know I, I turned my back on a lot of things I would start it and then I would be like ah it's not working out but I don't want to turn my back on this right here I want to know what it has for me, you know, um, what it has for my my family, you know. Um, I'll tell you this, since I've been leaning on and believing in God and, and picking up my word, a lot of things have been happening. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this one story. Me and my wife, we always talked about tithing. And I know pretty sure a lot of y'all probably talked about that as well in your household, <laughs> you know. But um, I was always like, nah, we can't tithe this week, you know, something going on, or we do this, or we just put an offering in, you know, it's all good, right? So one day I was like, I said, you know what? I pray, but I don't pray like I should, you know. So I, I say, you know what? God, I'm going to come to you for 30 days. Because um, what, what do you always say, Pastor Melody? Um, if, if you do it for 30 days, it becomes 21 days to make a habit. Yeah. So I did it for 30 days. I say, you know. Lord, you know what we need in this house. You know, um, we need we need increases, finances. You know, there's a lot of things going on. Um, every time we think we get ahead, there's always something pulling us back down. So for 30 days, morning, noon, night, I was praying to him. And I was praying to him, to him like I've never prayed before. I mean, it was times... I had tears in my eyes. Like, that's how strong I was coming because I wanted this. So one day I'm, I'm at work and uh, my wife calls me in the morning and she says, uh, I have a question to ask you. So I'm like, okay, here we go. What's, what's she asking me about, you know, this particular morning? So <laughs> she says, um, if we had an increase in our finances and we didn't have any problems, would you tithe more? So at first I was like, is this a trick question? Or, <laughs> you, you know, because I'm like, I already know I've been praying for this. So I'm like, okay. I said, yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I would. I would. So that whole day went by. Everything was cool. Wife came home from work. She said, I need everybody to come downstairs. I need to talk to you. So I was like, okay. 
you know, what's going on. She was like, but what I have to tell you guys is going to affect the whole household. I don't want you guys to, to get worried or anything because it's going to be okay. And I'm like, uh-oh. First thing I'm thinking, she done lost the job. That's the first thing that I'm thinking. My mind, I'm already thinking negative, not positive. So she says, I got a raise at my job. And I was like, oh, yeah. And she said, yeah, it wasn't just a raise. She was like, it was a big raise. And I said, yeah. She said, I got $6. And at that moment, it was like my chest just got tight. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, this is what I've been praying for. You know, I, I talked to God. I mean, and, and he delivered. And it was just like, you know, man, I can't believe it. And um, so since then, it's like I just been <laughs> I just been on this high, like, you know, <laughs> whatever happens, it's going to happen. I mean, and my wife would tell you, like, we, we had some incidents going on in the house this past month. And it's like I told her, I say, it's whatever go down is what's going to happen. You know, God's going to take care of it. It's not we could do. And then with our tithing, we've been on point ever since, you know, we've been on point ever since. I'm, I'm putting that out there. We've been on point ever since. <laughs> but um, but but you know that I mean I'm not saying that I'm safe because there's still gonna be things that's gonna come in my way that's gonna cause me to drift and um. It's something that I have, like, I, I drive semi-trucks, and it's something that we have at work that's like, um, it, it helps you stay in your lane. It's, it's, it's like a, an alert that lets you know when you're drifting from right to left. And um, sometimes I wonder, like, if that was attached to us, how many of us would drift from the right to the left? And at the end of the night, it gives out a reading and lets you know how many times you drifted to the right or left. The first time I got it, that first night, I drifted 100 times to the right and the left. Right? So you can imagine if that process is in my everyday life. That means I messed up 100 times in one day. You know? How devastating would that be to you if you found out that you messed up 100 times in one day and you didn't know it? Right? That'd be powerful, wouldn't it? You'd be like, that, that was me? What? Nah, get out of here. Maybe two, but not a hundred. <laughs> but, but this is the twist right here. That's, and my vehicle is only moving 63 miles an hour. And that's on a straight road. Now, this is the twist. When I get up on a hill and I'm coming down, I have to control all that weight and everything coming down at a faster pace, still moving from side to side. So you think about that when your life speeds up, it's going to be even harder for you to control that. So you may go from 100 to 200. You know? So that's just, that's just something, you know, to, to think about. You know, what if you had that, you know, have that alarm or, you know, no matter of fact, don't even, don't even think about it. Just apply that to yourself right now. Like, I got that alarm. 
I don't want to go to the right or the left. I want to stay straight. You know, I don't know. I don't want to know what's in the, the left lane, you know, because 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 you think about it. A blind spot in a car or any vehicle is a blind spot is something you can't see it when it gets right here. You can see it all day long in your mirror in the rear view, but you can't see it when it gets here. Once it gets here, that's it. So, yeah, I got I got that signal over there to let me know. But if I didn't have that, what's going to happen? Boom. I'm into it. And then destruction. Now I got to try to bounce back from that. Something that I could have avoided. You know. Um, like. <laughs> like, you know. Um, I thought about, you know, sometimes I think about. You know, looking at. You know, people out there. And um, some, some of you guys might. Might understand this. If, if you watch Monday Night Football. Some of you women might watch Monday Night Football too, so I'm not gonna just exclude y'all from that. But they they have a little segment where they say, come on, man. Yeah. Right? Okay. So you think about that. Like, you see somebody out there doing something that's not right, you know, godly, or you, you looking at them, you're like, come on, man. You know? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, pastor probably say it a lot of times. It's us, we don't even like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, seriously, I mean, I mean, seriously, though, you know, because I mean, I say it to myself, you know, it's things that I, I put myself in certain situations and I look back and I'm like, come on, man, you know, you shouldn't have done that. You know, you could have went a totally different direction, man. I, so I mean that's I mean and that's and that's serious because it not only affects us grown-ups but in your kids, you know what I'm saying? Because like your kids can look at you. Because I'm pretty sure Chris, you look at your mom and you say sometimes, "Come on, man," <laughs> like <laughs> you know. I mean, justice, I know he says it all. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, though, you know, it's, um, we don't want to have a lot of that. Come on, man. So, you know, we want to, we want to be able to be straight with it, straightforward. You know, um, like, I hear people talk about like um I've heard this thing where they talk about um about this life. You know y'all y'all heard that before. You know guys use that terminology out on the street. You're not about this life. Yeah. And you know the first time I thought it was like, about what life? <laughs> but the thing is, I and then once I was once it was broken down to me, I understood what they were talking about. Okay. So check it out. What if Ray, you came to me and you said, hey, hey T, man, you ain't about that life, right? And you started breaking it down to what they're talking about out there in the world. Then I came to you and I said, well, Ray, look, I got this book here. You about that life? <laughs> what, you know what I mean? You <laughs> I mean, you gonna, <laughs> you gonna look at, you gonna look at me like, you know, Nah, I ain't, I ain't about that life. <laughs> you, know? 
I mean, and, and seriously, you, and, and we probably never talk again because <laughs> because I'm not about your life and you're not about mine. So, but um, but it's true though. I mean, you got. I mean, look how many people are not about this life. You know, they they are about that life. You know, they 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 worried about you know staying in a certain style. You know, um, hanging with certain people. You know, and if you come to church and you want to be, you know, in your word, you want to try to talk to them about scriptures and stuff. They, you know, they they obviously say, uh, you soft, you don't know what you're talking about. Not everything should be wrapped around God. You know, there, there's other things in, in the world to talk about and stuff like that. But you know what I have to say to those people that tell me that? A godly man never goes out of style. Oh, hold on, hold on now. Women too. I don't want to just, you know, women too. <laughs> but, but it's true though. We never go out of style, you know, because God. Because when you believe in God, you you always there. You always there because because you think about it. You believing in God. You're staying in the world, you're going to church. When somebody get in trouble, who the first person they call? That God. Or they call that person that they know that believes in God. The strongest, like, hey, pray for me. You know, I need your help. You know, so so you're never, you're never going out of style. You're always gonna be there. You know, so um I think about like um if If I didn't have a strong base, like I guess saying like um, my wife or my family, things like that, what path could I have really have gone down? You know, would I, would I even like? be here in the church. I mean seriously would I would I be, you know, as as a as a young black male, you know, it's easily to be distracted out there today. You know, um not having not having guidance, you know, and not having somebody to, to talk to. You know, um Minister Lamar, man, he's a um he's a strong man, you know. Um and me and him, you know, we we talk, you know, and it, it was it was sometimes, you know, I thought, man, this guy, man, he's getting a little too rough, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but I but I admired him and I loved him so much that I said, I'm gonna try to find out about this guy, you know what I'm saying? Because if it's somebody who I feel like it's, it's real tough, you know, and um, like I can't get nowhere with him, then it, it must be something there that I need to see that I'm, that I'm, I'm trying to block away because of with, with my ego, you know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, I, I, just, I just started like <laughs> following this guy, you know what I'm saying? Just like really listening to him. And um, it was some things he shared with me, you know, personal we talked about that really opened up my eyes to a lot of things 
And um, it just made me realize that, you know, as long as I keep believing, praying God and stay strong, you know, things will get better. You know, walk in love, you know, just walk in love. Don't walk in hate, walk in love. And everything's going to be all right. Um, don't make excuses for little things. Um, I got, I got, I have a video that I want to show you guys of a young man that was born with all the odds against him, but he was able to still make it, still push through, and have a life, you know. And us, we have every day. We we get to see the sun go up, come down, moon come out. You know, you get to go home, kiss your loved ones. You know, you get to do all of that stuff. You know. God gives you all that. He gives you so many opportunities, you know, minute after minute to, to do that. You know, but this young man, like I said, was born against the odds right off. I mean, it could have been over. He could have just gave up. whole family could have gave up on him. But I want you guys to look at this video, and then I'll come back and talk to you a little bit more. Right. I guess while, you know, while I'm waiting on the video, um, I can um I don't want to skip too far on my notes, but I could talk about you know, I could talk a little bit about this video, you know, what is you know, what you're gonna see. It's um you know this 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 young man, how strong he is, you know. Um I wish wish I could have been that strong like him, you know as a young man growing up, you know. Um, as a little boy, you know, I was, um, you probably wouldn't even think it, you know, I even tell my wife, you know, I I was going to church, you know. Um, I was there every Sunday, you know. I guess you say that because my mom made me, yeah. But I was there, though, every Sunday. You know, I, um, I was a powerful little kid in the, in the church, actually. You know, um, I was a part of a, Young's People Division is what they called it. You know, um, I used to teach Sunday school. I I used to do all that stuff in in the church, you know. But uh, you know, like I said, you know, with my mom, she had me in there every Sunday. You know, they had me going. And um, as I got older, you know, once I turned eighteen, felt like I was grown. You know, I decided I wasn't going back to the church anymore. You know. Um, I just like I kind of lost my way, you know. Um, like really, really lost my way, you know. Um, even even now, times I come here, I've lost my way, you know. But like I told you, you know, I'm I'm finding my way, you know. Um, like, I mean, if y'all don't know me, I'm a real person, man. I don't. I don't hide anything. I don't sugarcoat nothing. What you get from me on the first take, that's what you're going to get on the second take. Um, like, teaching this fast to me is special. You know, I got the text from Pastor, you know, during a football game. I don't know if, you know, I expected the text from him to be like, hey, man. You watching a game or something like that, you know, but but it wasn't that. It was, you know, do you want to teach? And, you know, to me that was that was special. 
you know, because he asked me to come up here and talk in front of you guys, you know. To me, that meant that, you know, I meant a lot to him, for him to ask me to do that, you know. Um, you know, at times that I, you know, I thought that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't that, that special guy, you know, you know, standing back there in the, in the back, you know. I, and to be honest, I just recently, like, really started breaking down, like, you know, tears in my eyes or certain songs, you know, that I hear, you know, um, just smiling and, you know, being happy. I know um, one Sunday, <laughs> Minister Marv was like, you need to go over there and um, get Robert's spot. And I'm like, man, I'm in the spirit. I Like, I can't even, I started walking over there and I literally was like, like my legs was like, like at a lock because I was feeling it. And when I got over there, like, I couldn't even stand in his spot. I just fell straight to that seat and in tears, you know. I felt somebody rubbing me on my back, but hey, I don't even know who it was. I was just like, man, you know, I just felt so good, you know. And it's like, it felt like I was releasing. Like, like y'all ever been in, like, that thing they say, uh, like, you be like, ah, oh, like, you know, you just be in an ah, like, you know, wow. I mean, that's just how I felt, you know. I felt, I felt real good. All right, I'm getting the signal videos up, so let's see. <laughs> You want to talk about mental toughness and grit and will? I don't know if there's a better example we've ever had than, than Kendrell. He's a good buddy with Dak, so he's going to break us down today. If you get a chance, say hi to him afterwards. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know how to do it? One, two, three. I just think about him, and it's inspiration to see him and to see what he does and his talents and uh, doing it through his adversity. In Kendrell's mind, Kendrell is just a normal 18-year-old boy. He doesn't let anything stop him because he's going to do it. I don't think any of us had any idea of his relationship with Dak would have come out of just that one little conversation of what to paint. How long did it take you to realize that you could be just as good at art as anybody else? I want to make Dak. Because if I could do it for somebody like him, I could do it for anybody. At first glance, life for 18-year-old Kendrell Daniels might seem difficult. He was born without arms. But that didn't stop him. Most kids crawl. Kendrellians crawl. He scooted on his backside. So after that, I knew he was determined to do what everybody else did. He wanted to get around too. So basically you rely on your feet to do the day-to-day -day chores that anybody would, that, that has arms. Mm -hmm. Never one to complain, Kendrell is quiet and keeps to himself. But when he was introduced to a program for individuals with significant disabilities at Mississippi State, 
called Express Yourself. He found a unique way to communicate. Your brush maestro. Kendrell says it best that he's um, a man of few words, but he can express himself on a canvas in a way that he can't with words. I'm quiet, I'm smart, confident, creative. I didn't let my disability stop me from doing what I wanted to do. Do you want to move it in more? Yeah. Okay. Tell me how far. Right here. About right here. So one day we were trying to come up with something to paint, and I said, hey, how about something Mississippi State Bulldogs? And he didn't really say anything, didn't respond to that. And so because Dak is at the Cowboys, I said, how about painting something Dallas Cowboys, like maybe the star logo or something? And he, on board immediately, said, yeah, let's do it. One of my good buddies knew somebody at Mississippi State, and uh, when he brought it to me, he told me a kid, uh, a kid with no arms, painted this, and kind of just sat back and it was astonishing at first, like, like, what do you mean? And then he kind of tells me, but I think in a way I took it for granted until I met him. Kendrell's first painting for Dak now sits at the entrance to the quarterback's house. It inspires me to be better each and every day, and. Um, one of my biggest deals is mind over matter and, and turning my adversity into the strengths, and he's just the prime example of that. Can I have it? Yeah, 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 I want this thing. Heck yeah. And now, three weeks into the 2018 season, the third time in a year, Kendrell met Dak at Cowboys practice to give him yet another gift. I love it. Man, this is sweet. I'm gonna have to put this right next to my other one. Heck yeah. See that? Yeah. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Unbelievable. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. If you could feel me the way I feel you, you be Beyond Kendrell's physical disability or Dak's physical gifts. Beyond the soft-spoken demeanor of one or the vocal leadership of the other. That's how it's done, Kidrell. <laughs> they built a friendship on their fight, their faith, and their desire to finish everything they pursue. I know they like me, you know. He said that I inspired him, he inspired me too. Feel good, you know, they motivating the quarterback for the NFL team. Those words, fight, faith, and finish, are a testament. And uh, to see a guy like Kendrell continue to attack life and be the best he can, ignoring his, his challenges and his adversity, it's a success. Now, if that doesn't motivate y'all to get up and want to do something, I don't know what will. This boy was born with no arms. He got to do everything with his feet. We got arms, legs, feet, you know, your hands, your eyes. You got everything. And we still sitting back talking about, I got time. I could do it tomorrow.
I could do it next week. You know, I mean, look at what they were saying, the, the three words that they use, fight, faith, and finish. You know, come on. Let's fight. Let's have that faith. And let's finish this thing together. You know. That's, that's serious, man. You know. Jesus, he fought for us. Had that faith. Finished it. What we waiting on. You know. So I ask myself what I'm waiting on. You know. But before I get before I finish tonight, I want to share something with you guys that was shared to me and it really stuck out. And it it kind of hit me hard because it was speaking some true words. You know, and I hope you guys when you hear it, you know, it, it hits you in your heart and maybe it speaks some true words to you and it's something you can move forward with from here on out. Father, I want to thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for another chance at life. On this day, I speak peace, healing, and victory over every area of my life. With 30 days left in this year, I'm still believing for great things and miraculous turnarounds in the areas that need that I need your help the most. In just three days, your son, the savior of the world, Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, and resurrected. That tells me that you have more than enough time to work wonders on my behalf. Please forgive me of my sins and wipe my slate clean so that I may stand blameless in your sight and freely receive everything that you have for me. I decree and declare sudden blessings, favor, grace, and mercy in my life and everyone connected to me. You said, if I be in you and your word is in me, I shall ask what I want and it will be done for me. So I thank you for every good and perfect gift, miracle and blessing and breakthrough that is coming for me this coming year and this month. I declare this will be my best yet. In Jesus' name, if you agree, say amen. amen. And that's my time tonight. <clears throat>